8.50 something in that safer. Hilchas time, time is Kamesha Perek Shavi. Yeah. Starts Misha I'm sorry, you might have to over here. Perek Zion, yeah. It's, it starts Hazav Metamis and Mishka. Yesterday we learned if a Nida or a Zav sits on a chair, lies on a bed, it becomes Tame. If you come along afterwards and you touch it or you pick it up, you are Tame as well. You become a Rishay. Today we'll learn there's other ways you can contract them from the chair, even if you don't pick it up and you don't touch it. Hazav Metamis and Mishka. We just said like yesterday, or we continue to say basically from yesterday that the Zav and, and, and the Zava, the Nidan and the Ledis, Amatama, something you sit on, lie on, or ride on like a saddle in five ways, but they're all under the same umbrella of, of it bears the weight of the person. Oh, you made you stand on it, Yeish, if you sit on it, Shaykh, if you lie on it, Nitla, you are leaning on it in a way that most of your body weight is lying on it. Venisha, if you hang on it, so if it's a tall bed, you're hanging on it, so you're below it, but it's still bearing your weight. You know, at any time this chair bed compromises the influence of gravity on the Zav, it becomes Tommy. Kate, for example, the Kisha also the Mishka and the Moshe of America of a clay, which is meant to lie on, sit on, or ride on. A chair or a bed or a saddle, even if it was under a stone, and the stone is on a Kalatumba. Yeah, this is a tall bed and you're hanging on it, so it's bearing your weight. The reason why you're able to suspend in the air is because of the bed. So, even if you, there was a stone, um, even if uh, it was under a stone, so, so there was a stone between the, the, the stone on the chair and the Zav sits on the stone. It's like, a, it's like a stone cushion for a chair. So, and the stone is on the Kabotuma. But nevertheless, if one of the people who are Tame by, by lying on something, meaning a Zav, a Zav, a Nidir, a stand on this stone, or sit on the stone, which is on the chair, or lie on it, or lean on it, or they hang on it. In other words, again, they hold it on the stone. And that's they're suspending themselves in the air. Since ultimately they're somehow leaning or their, their weight is borne on by this kedu, this chair, the chair becomes an avatuma. So the zav is an avatuma. It makes the chair into an avatuma. These five waves is called tumav midras. Midras literally means like treading upon or walking on it. But the point is that its weight is being borne by it. Halacha base. Now we'll learn that let's not let's not get confused between the terminology of mitam and mishkuhamayishav means the person who creates tuma by sitting on a chair, meaning a zav a zava nido your lettuce. Mishkuhamayishav America itself is the chair. Okay, so the chain of America, the chair or the the saddle. Also, make a person, a Torah person, Tame, in seven ways. The five ways we just said, the same five ways that the Nida made the chair Tame, sitting, standing, lying, leaning, or hanging. Or if you touch the chair, pick it up. Now, yesterday in Paraguay, we learned about this Indian, about if you come along and you touch the chair or you pick up a chair that Anida sat on prior. But today we're learning something else. You don't touch the chair, you don't move the chair, but you sat on the chair, you also become tummy as a Rishan because the Nida sat on it before you sat on it. Case of example, you have a chair or a bed or a saddle. 
upon which a Zav you know, sat or stood, and therefore became Tommy as an Avatum by the Zav sitting on it or standing on it. Like yesterday, if a Torah person touches it or carries it or moves it, he becomes Tommy. He becomes a vision. Yes. And this is not like this is this is an addition to what we said yesterday. If the Torah person sits on the chair that he just sat on, stands on the chair of the bed, lies on it, leans on it, or hangs from it, again the same thing. Even though there's a stone separating between the chair and the person, and he's not directly leaning on the chair, he's leaning on it through the stone, and the stone is the Khanama because ultimately his weight is being born to a significant degree by the chair the chair makes him tummy so Nita sits on the chair chair is now Av I sit on the chair I'm a Rishon I, I didn't pick up the chair move the chair I didn't touch the chair but I, I, I contract Tumor from the chair the same method, method it contracts Tumor from the Nida how do they work a breach well the bridge is not, a, is not something normal to lie on I'm talking about which are normal to bear your weight a chair or a bed yeah the very same place, meaning the same thing. That which is of or is of or dear let's sit on, they would make it tame in If afterwards a tar person sits on it, tar nitma becomes tumma. So the same way the chair contracts tumma from the zav is the same way the chair imparts tumma to a person just tar. The same mechanisms. And just like a zav becomes tame, if you sit or lie on the keli, even though there's a stone between them, so to a person who Tar contracts him from the chair or the bed or the saddle, even though again there's a stone under him. Despite the fact the Zov is no longer here, the Zov left. But the chair is already a cobbled tumor from the Zov earlier, and now I'm a cobbled tumor from the chair. This person who is sitting on the chair upon which he sat calls Mani sitting on the chair, and he can touches, becomes a vision like him. Now, that would be true of a bed. Or a chair, like we said. Or if it comes to a saddle, if, it's, if he's holding the saddle. However, when it comes to touching the saddle, we said that even though he's a Rishan, even, though, even while he's touching the saddle, his clothing is not a Rishan. That's, that's, that's America. Now, the album is not clear. What would be the din if, if, again, this is not a practical case, but theoretically, if I sit on the saddle, I don't move it, I don't touch it, but I'm sitting on it. No, I'm fully clothed. You're shaking. So let's say I'm not shaking. Let's say it's a very sturdy situation somehow. So would 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 I then can impart too much to my clothing? If I'm car- I'm bearing the weight of the saddle or I'm moving it, it's very clear that I am. If I'm just touching it, I'm not. So sitting on the saddle is that equivalent to be carrying it, or is that equivalent to me touching it? Am I clothing the kavotum or not? I'm not sure. I'm not clear. I don't know what the answer is. Gimel. Ain has. I'm sorry. If you sit on the, on the gr- that's another case. That, 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 we talked about too much mess. That's another case. But but, but uh, uh, it's not the same. How is that relevant to what we're talking about? Because he said you sit on the stone. That I'm just emphasizing the point. When I sit on, if I need, if I need, no, that I'm emphasizing the point. If there's a needle who sat on this chair earlier, now I sit. Well, let me finish. If I sit on the chair now, I'm a kabbal tumo. And then I'm emphasizing chiddush. Let's say there's a stone slab on the chair, and then I sit down on it. Now between the chair and I is an item which cannot be kabbal tumo. So does the tumor go through the chair, through the yeah. stone? Yeah. Yes, that's the chiddush. Gimel. Ain azav mitamas hamish. Because ultimately, even though the chair is bearing my weight, 
or the stone is bearing my weight, and the chair is bearing the stone's weight. So ultimately, even though there's a stone between us, the chair is bearing the weight of the person. Therefore, it's a kabbal tuma from the zav, and it, it, it imparts tuma to the person who sits on it. Gimel ein hazav This that we said a zav is metama a chair. It has to be that not just he put the finger on the, 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 he, he he rested his hand on the chair like this. The majority of the majority of the zav has to be born on the chair. Allah mishkov on the chair. Allah mishkov on the on the bed on the chair or on the on the chair or Allah merkov on the Conversely, when a Torah person comes along and he uh, his weight is Doras means his weight was born basically he sits on the chair or lies on the bed upon which earlier the Zav was lying or sitting. Again, he's not he doesn't Mikalutuma from the chair. Actually, the majority of him is on the chair. If only minority of the person, less than half is his weight is being bared by the chair. Since he didn't touch it, he's a tar, he's tar because he didn't touch it and he didn't bear his weight, or at least he didn't bear more than half his weight. Case specifically. You have a bed and you have a, 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 a Zav is leaning on it like this. And a tar person on the other side this way, so therefore Hamishkov tar the bed is tar because because the mezov is not leaning the majority of his weight on it. And the tar person is only parched on this tar as well. The truth is, if the zov is leaning on in the bed like this, and the tar person is on the bed b'shas ma'isa, he's still tar. Then I was just emphasizing the point. Yeah, because the mezov is only leaning on it. So, but now I'm emphasizing the point. The point is, that even if, let's say, for example, the zov had lied in the bed mamish earlier, comes along a tar guy and leans on the bed like this, because less than half his body weight, he's also tar. Okay, good. Right. What if the tummy person, majority of his weight, is on a little bit of the bed? So it's a massive bed, and I'm standing on, 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 on the corner. The zov is standing in the corner. The whole bed, the whole chair becomes tummy. Because the whole majority of the weight of the zov is on the bed. It doesn't have to be majority of the bed, it's majority of the person. Similarly, a Torah person. And his majority is on part of the bed. So again, the zov stands in the corner, the whole massive bed. Is Tomei Midras Av comes along a Torah person and stands in the same corner five minutes later. He is completely Tomei. Despite the fact that only a small percentage of the bed bore his weight, but that small percentage bore the whole weight of the person or the majority of him. Yeah, very portion. Doubt. Okay, here the Mefarshim have a hard, have like a whole gantzer today. What's the situation? But you look at the pictures over here. You see these two Rambams, the Shandal to this one, basically holds that these two situations are Pungfa Keret. You have a case of a guy lying to, to, to you have a, lot, a guy is lying on benches. Is it you have to their width and to their length? So which way is it? But all the basically the bottom line is is that you have cases where the person is considered that that the, a, a bench is bearing the majority of his weight, and you have a case where it's not What's considered like it is. You tell me. He's look, not on, he's not on the whole thing here. Here he's here he's he's, he's parallel to the benches. He's perpendicular. Here the whole, he's on every single yeah, part of the right, bench. Yeah. Here he's not on uh, Here he's technically speaking, every part of it is on every part because his hands are spread out. But okay, let's, okay. let's see what he says. This is a diagram apparently that Rambam himself drew. It's, that's, that's what it's based on. So, uh, you have a Zav who is lying on five benches that are placed to their length. Again, so Pashtab Shad is saying over here that he's, he's parallel to the benches. Again, that's the, that's the thing of Pashtab Shad. They are Tamei. In this case, it's considered as if his majority is on each one. Of them. The point is, is that because if you would take away one of the benches, he would significantly fall through. Maybe not completely catch himself, but it'd be hard. It'd be hard to suspend himself. That's considered like the majority of him is borne by the weight, even though it's not majority mathematically, but considered majority significantly. If it was five carat, he was perpendicular to the benches. 
that's how he's attaching to the shaman. Yeah. So the rachba meaning the that's interesting. Yeah, it's perpendicular. Yeah. This shaman is like you're saying, but whatever. Okay. Okay. It's not chamishas. One It's not chamishas. Three. I didn't make the picture. So. So, so, um, right. The point is, is that but when we, don't, we don't view it as is only three. Yeah, this picture is, is, is only three, but, the, but, the, but it's for illustrative purposes. So, because each one of him is not, is, is not, his weight's not being bared by it. Now, again, these cases are flush. I'm wondering if over here it's Dafka Bekavona that they're spread about apart, which means that they're each they're more crucial to his weight. I'm not sure if that's Dafka or not. Anyway. In Yashan Lem, however, if the guy sleeps on the benches, then we don't care if it's parallel or perpendicular. Because when he's sleeping, we assume he moves, and maybe he went parallel and perpendicular. If he's on six kalim, which are meant to be, like five, like six, six cushions or six, you know, benches that are meant to be lied on, that are meant to be slept on. Uh, so, and if Hashayot of Al-Shnayim says he has two hands on two, Hashayot of Al-Shnayim says he has two feet on two, Reish Lech's head's on two, V'Guf Al-Shnayim's torso's on one, so his head's on one, so you have these two hands, two feet, head and torso, the only one that's considered like it's really bearing the majority of his weight is the one under his torso. It's bearing the majority of his weight, of himself. What if a guy has two chairs like this and he's standing on both of them? So, one feet on each one. They're both tummy because the assumption, even though it's a 50 50, the assumption doesn't really exactly have half. You're going to fall down. But, 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 but we assume he throws his weight that at one time or another, each of them bore the weight of 51%, therefore they're both tummy. Hey. He's on a bed, but the, under the bed, there's other mishkavis. Let's say the bed is on four chairs, one chair or one bench on each, under each leg. The bed can't stand, at least not properly, on three. So each one is considered like a crucial one that's bearing the majority of the weight, and even only 25%. But since, since you can't really stand without it, that's considered like, like taking a rave under it. Okay, vav. However, if you have not a bed with four legs, it's a behem with four legs. The under each one of the legs of a cow is a chair or like a, a shmata you sit on. Kulon tahir is the altar. Why is it different than a bed? An animal could stand properly on three legs. A bed has no seichel, so if it's missing a leg, it'll clap. That side will kind of go, you know, will, will somewhat collapse. A behemoth knows how to stand itself up properly on three legs. The fourth one, whichever one you're going to look at, the fourth one is only like a help. It's not crucial for the animal to balance itself. In this context, is not considered significant. Now, which one is the fourth? Yeah, since theoretically any one of the four could be a Messiah, uh, the, the helper one, and you could each one could say the other three are crucial. It's just uh, extra extra help. Which front or back leg? Which one was the one the animal didn't really lean on? None of them can be defended with the term this tamei. Because it comes to tormentara when there's a suffix we are mekol. Um. Again, this is a, not an iron cloud rule, but over here the Ramam is, is using that cloud that we're made by, by since it's not Muchsuk Tumma, we assume it's tar, especially in Rosh Hashanah. The Fichem, therefore, Imhaya Mishkov Echa Tachas, Shay Behema, Shay Behema, Etachas Shay Raglao, Etachas Yad Raglao. Therefore, if there's two benches, two under the front legs, two under the back, uh, one, excuse me, one under the front legs, one under the back legs, or 
one on the right side, the right back and back, uh, the right and the right back and front leg. Another bench which uh, under uh, which is under the left back and front leg. In that case, it's a tummy. Both benches are tummy. And of course, sorry, the zav is riding the behemoth. I've got to mention that obviously, right? He's on the behemoth, right? I'm sorry, correct. He's on the behemoth. So, so this case needs to say that the, 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 certainly the Zav's weight was born on one of the, one of the two benches. The animal can't stand on two. A minimum is three. And therefore, we view it as each one of the benches that it bore the grave of the Zav. Zion. Yeah, okay, so look at some pictures over here. A base habad, which is like a, a wine press. These are two pictures. That, this is a photographic illustration as to how it looked. So you have here, uh, these are, what, they, what it was, like, like, a, like a, a beam that you would press. And you would turn this massive uh, screw and this bolt and it would press the olives and, and, and squash them. Okay. Yashva Tomei al Kharis you have this beam which is pressing the olives. And a guy who's telling me goes and sits on the beam. All the kalim which are in the... Uh, this net that in which the olive, the, the olive, you know, it's a, if there's kalim upon which you normally sit so for some reason in this net, because nothing about pots and pans, right? Pots and pans, I'm a, I'm a couple tumor from the weight of a zov. If there's kalim that a, a person normally sits on, the cushion, for example, or a pillow, that, that's in that net with the olives, and the zov now is, his weight is bearing down on it because he's sitting on the beam, the tummy should they hammer to the tachas they're on, they're pressed on the beam. If, however, it's a similar device, which is meant to press clothing, an old-fashioned uh, cleaner's iron. device. So they're iron. kind of, an exact old-fashioned iron presser, right? And then the Zov is sitting on this thing, which, you see, that, that's all, those are folded clothing that, the, that, the, that get, get pressed. So then, in that case, if under that, let's say, let's say there's um, killing you sit on there, being cleaned, they're pressed, right? So those are killing our Why? Since it's not, it's not flush, it's not tight, it's, it's more loose. So it turns out that the machbesh, the press, is resting on its own feet, on its own support. Not on the kalim which are under it. Well, how do you know that? If you want to put a knife, something thin, between the space where the clothing are and the press itself, it's part of the space there. Despite the fact that it presses tied clothes, therefore you see some space over there. Now, it's a little funny what Ram is saying, because if there's space like that, how, how is it pressing it properly? And the Ivan takes a very strong issue with the Rambam. Just let me, let me tell you a lashing he uses over here. He says, he says, he says, he says, Make your ears like a sponge. Hear the word of Hashem. He argues the Ram, and at the end he says, Baruch Hashem, Ashagile Seid of the Reyav. It's often to shield the Asharim. Thank Hashem who revealed the secret to me. Like this is the Rivet. The No, to himself he has a whole different explanation. But uh, I mean, this is he's a different, different perspective. Right. Yeah. I think I heard from somebody once that the Rivet was considered the God Ladur, and the fact that he wrote these Hagos in Rambam was actually like a. A hechshikav yochal the Rambam that he's like, yeah, yeah. Ches zov shedaris al kli shali nasa the mishka of the merish of the merkav. A zov sits on a kli that's not made to lie or sit on. Right, he takes a pot and he turns it over. Afapishu uray the mishka. You could sit on it. Stand up. And with let, let us use this keli for, for work. What are you sitting on it for? It's not made to sit on. Therefore, it's not a kabbatum in this fashion. could also. Yeah, because the dinis is that when a, a, a K which bears the weight of a zav is only tame by bearing his weight, if it's a K which is meant to sit on, a bed, a chair, if it's a large pot, you turn it over and the zav comes and sits on it, doesn't touch it, it's not coming to a mishkov. So um, you could also say, I think, that that, that uh, means like the K the Kaviyachal tells him. 
But anyway, the point is that the Rebbe has a Muslim over here that we tell the Yitzhahara, you have a shlichus to give us the sanus, but we have a shlichus to do what we gotta do. So I'm kind of, you know, let us do what we gotta do. Bug off. Okay. Kate, for example, the Rebbe brings a Lushan actually, that we see the minor Lushan, but the Yitzhahara, that. Right? So, Kate said, You have a large, large uh, basket of some kind to measure, for, to hold grain. You turn it over, and the Zav sits on it. A large eating bowl. Or he's sitting on a curtain that's not meant to sit on, or on a, the sail of a boat. Shalemet says, the thing you should normally sit on. Meant to sit on. Not something which we tell him. Get up so we can use it for our work. Because this keli is not meant to sit on. So why are you sitting on it? Get up. That's what I mentioned before when he, when he says that the kelim in, in that mesh bag are tome with the zav sits on the olive press beam. Muslim zav and kelim which are meant to sit on, some kind of cushion. If the kli was used, was you used, people used to, used to sit on it when they did the, did, the, did the work with it, but it's not meant for that. It was just people did it because it was common. It is, it is, it does become, become tame midras if azov bears the weight of azov. For example, you have a a veil, vachaluk or a cloak, a talus or a garment, vatermal or a drinking pouch, vachemis or a carrying bag. These are things apparently which it was common for people to sit on. Like for example, kapata, yeah. You sit down on the kapata, so it goes under, under your seat, and you sit down. So it's normal to sit on it. Because it's such a common thing, even though it's not meant to do that, you don't design the kapata to sit on. Because it's such a common thing, it's considered like it's meant for that, therefore it's a kapata. Despite the fact it wasn't meant to sit on, it wasn't made for that, it helps the person who's sitting on it while he's using it. So it's part of using the kapata, to sit on the back, right? So, um, a carrying bag, also especially carrying bag, is something that people sit on them when they're traveling. Yeah, so it's considered it's like it's meant for that, so to speak. Hilchas kelim avara in hilchas kelim perik of beis. We're going to explain. All the kelim which are mekabel tumah mitzad midras mitzad the zov bearing bearing having its weight borne on them. The kelim she'ein mekabel mitzad midras or kelim which are not not mekabel this kind of tumah even mekabel other kinds of tumah. The eizik clear really yeshiv what type of kelim specifically. I'm going to all kinds of examples over there that are fit to sit on. The eizik really yeshiv what kind of fit to lie on. These are really what's fit for, for writing. And the Ram divides over here. It's funny, the Shiva and Shiva, the they're the exact same thing. But the Rechiva, he obviously has to tell us what's different than the Shiva because if it's for Rechiva, then if you touch it, the Shas, you touch it, you are becoming a Rishan, but your clothing is not. Hashem, it's for your Shiva, you touch it, even your clothing is a Rishan as well. Okay, so that's going to be all the fun, exciting prakim in Hechas uh, with all the pictures. So that press.